Ketso Sajani on Cape Talk, your number one news and talk station. 27 minutes to 10. It is a Thursday. We are hiking with Tim Lundy. He might have never or would want to have chicken intestines, but... He knows all about hiking. How are you doing, bro? I'm very well. I'll tell you what, in 22 weeks, it's the first time we've started with chicken intestine to start off the show for hiking. <laughs> oh, look, look. Lennon Bergfleet says, Tim Lundy might be the rugged, brave mountain man, but I think you've just discovered that he's terrified of crispy chicken livers. <laughs> I wouldn't say terrified. Just, yeah, I just never tried and never sort of had that conversation before. It's never come up in conversation, so <laughs> you know we're special over here, my brother. <laughs> Have you been good though? Yeah, very good. Yeah, I was up in the mountains on Monday and Tuesday. I'm almost losing a day. I don't know what day it is anymore. Nice, but um, yeah, I took a couple walking for two days, so it was fantastic. It was nice to be out. You were out for two days. For two days, yeah. We spent the night in Orange Cliff um, Nature Reserve in the uh-huh. tented camp. Ah. Uh-huh. So, got to see a scarp sterker, yeah. a couple of um, orchids, yeah, uh, and um, got blown to pieces. Wind? Oh, the wind was terrible. It, I mean, it was bad down in the city, but up on top of that mountain, it was, um, the, when we were coming down, um, as you know, with my ankle, it was hard enough mm-hmm. trying to come down. Now you're having Mother Nature pushing you from behind with the greatest of force. Yeah. So, yeah, it was um, quite quite challenging. Um Got off the mountain, and I think, yeah, that was a bit um, panicky when, as we were coming down, the smoke that was coming over at the cable oh, yeah, station. Yeah, and yeah. At one stage, the whole of Signal Hill actually disappeared, and I didn't know where the fire was, and I didn't have signal. So I was Ooh. kind of panicking a bit, like, is did the you fire show on it? top of Did you show it? Or did you... Like, no, no, no. No, you, you never show it. <laughs> you never show it. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> you can't show it. <laughs> so there's Tim. <laughs> He's a mountain guide. <laughs> He's freaking out. <laughs> In your head, you're thinking, Jesus, what is going on? <laughs> no, that's part of being a mountain guide. You can't show any fear whatsoever. Really? So maybe if I guide you, <laughs> then give me some chicken and death sound. I won't show any fear whatsoever. <laughs> oh, man. Um, rescues? I mean, I'm glad that we didn't get to rescue you guys. Not that I would, because I wouldn't know where to even start. But uh, rescues over the, rescues, the past week. Rescues, yeah, there were three. Um, two last week, um, one this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the two were one after each other. Um, nothing too serious. And then one, one yesterday, two of the rescues um, had to require helicopter extraction. So mm-hmm. relatively serious. A message regarding rescues, and I don't know if you can comment on this, but Mary asking, uh, please ask him if he knows how the woman who was rescued from Lakeside Mountain is doing. Deep respect for the rescue team. Had no idea what all was involved. Yeah, I wasn't um, in a part of the rescue, um, but I've got to say that the majority of rescues, once we hand the patient over to the ambulance crew, it's very rare that we ever hear back as to... Right. What actually happens to that patient because uh-huh. our job is done, and mm-hmm. um, sometimes they do come back um, and and thank us and then let us know how they're doing. But it's it's quite rare. 
We're hiking with Tim. Any um, comments, questions, hiking related? Because a lot of the rescue related questions Tim cannot respond to, uh, but hiking related. 021-446-0567. Today, Tim, we are talking Lion's Head and Signal Hill, huh? Yeah. Well, just before we start that um, last week, remember I was going to be going and doing that sort of adventure trip to try and find the the, the platforms. Oh, the yes, I yes. I found them. I found three of them. All right. Where um, are they? They they were where I thought they would be, um, directly in line from Castile's Port. And um, I actually found some cable, old cable, that was from the cable cable car. What? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, look, obviously the tiles are gone because they were made of wood. And I think once the whole project was finished, they kind of packed everything up and broke everything down. But, of course, the, the foundations, they couldn't, couldn't break down. But it's a different location to where you thought it was, right? Totally different. I, I don't know why I had in my head that at, at one point the, the cable car took a 90-degree turn and went off into a totally different direction. It was just the image I had in my head, but it was totally wrong. And once I saw a picture of... If you eat chicken intestines, <laughs> you'll think better. <laughs> um, but they were, yeah, it was, it was interesting because there's actually a path that goes past them mm. um, and found little bits and pieces. I'd like to go back again at some point and just go a little bit more thoroughly through, through the areas. So you actually found the cable. I mean... I found, uh, I found a piece of cable and um, where, the, where the, the wood was attached to the, the, the sort of the platform... The, the braces are still on one of the platforms. The braces are actually still there. Wow. I mean, those are, those are over 100 years old. Um, and they're just completely overgrown, um, covered up. There's a little bit of a forest, and I actually found what looked like a bit of a dwelling as well. They'd cut out. You could see the rocks had been packed neatly and cut to size. Mm. For um, those who missed out on the conversation that we've had over the past Two weeks, two weeks about yeah. this. Just some context there. What, uh, what exactly were you were you looking for? Yeah. So there's lots of history, and the museum shows like the railway um, on top of the back table when they were building the dams, and then there was a cableway that went from above Buckhoven up to the top of Castile's Port, mm-hmm. and at the top of Castile's Port, um, there's the old cable station, which the stonework is still there. Um, and then when you go halfway down Castile's Port, you can see the foundations of one of the towers. Mm-hmm. But after that, I had no clue where it went. And I, for some reason, had it in my head that it took a 90-degree right-hand turn and went down to the pipe track. Mm. It didn't. It carried on straight down. And that's what you found so, at the bottom of it. So we, I thought there were two platforms. I actually found three. Oh. Yeah. And then a little bit further down, there was a, a huge big bolt into a rock that's still sort of a bolt and chain that's still... Still there. Over 100 years old. Yeah. Nice work, brother. Nice work. And staying on that part of the mountain, Signal Hill, uh, Lion's Head, um, very popular. eh? Very popular. Um, I would say Lion's Head is probably the second most popular, if not the most popular at certain times of the year, than Platterclip. Um, We've already spoken about Platterclip and how Mm. how busy it gets. Um, So, yeah, Lion's Head can be very, very busy. Um, and you know, when we get back to rescues, those two seem to claim the most rescues per yeah. year. Because you've said before also that people who go up Lion's Head, um, firstly because it gets so busy, but people seem to underestimate 
Lion's head totally. because it's so popular. Oh, we're going up Lion's head. Let's go. Um, and that's where it gets dangerous. It gets dangerous. The thing is with Lion's head, it's, it's got a lot of um, publicity through international magazines of being one of the best walks in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you start giving it status like that, it starts attracting lots and lots of crowds. So people come to Cape Town, they either want to go up Table Mountain or they want to go up Lion's Head. And it is a very beautiful walk. But when you start breaking it down and having a look at how secure it is, it is it has a lot of hazards on the way to the top. Let's talk about that. I mean, break it down. So when you when you go around, um, it sort of corkscrews around the mountain mm-hmm. in a semi-clockwise fashion. Um, so the first, I would say, half um, is relatively easy. You're on a road. You're on a quite a wide path. There's no steep drop-offs. But as soon as, if you're looking at Lion's Head and you've got all those rock strata, those sort of levels, mm-hmm. once you start climbing those, that's when it starts to really get dangerous. Because if you slip and fall off that, often it's 10 to 15 meter drops. Um, and the path gets very, very narrow because now you, you're walking on a ledge mm-hmm. um, and you've got traffic coming in both, both directions. So they've got chains in place. They've got as much safety as, as they can possibly have. But people still slip and fall and, and hurt themselves. And there have been cases where people have bumped into other people and then knocked them off the path. Um, so you end up falling five. You can even fall three, four meters when your head hits a rock. It's, yeah, you, you're in deep trouble. What are the do's and don'ts? Because because it's popular. Because um, you know there are people who <laughs> I know people who uh, straight from the club, eh? Yeah. Up lion's head. Yeah. Because they want to see the sunrise. Yeah. What, what are the do's and don'ts there? Well, the do the the do's are if you're gonna if you're gonna go up, take a torch. Um, don't, whether it's during the daytime or not, I don't know how many people I've had to walk down with or escort down. Because they they went to go and watch the sunset, and that's as far as they thought. <laughs> they didn't think any further than that. And now you've got to walk down with them. No, but it is not funny. <laughs> it's but not it's funny. so ridiculous. Wait, hold on. So I'm going to go up Lion's Head to watch the sunset, and then the sun has set. Yes, and then the moon comes up, and you look at look at the full moon, and it's very pretty. And while you're at it, let's have a couple of drinks as well, because that that seems like a good idea. And you know, be one with nature. So go barefoot and without a, with a headlamp. So yeah, you get so you, a bottle of wine later. Yeah, barefoot, darkness. Now we can go home. Yeah. So now it was tough enough trying to come up. Now you've got a bit of alcohol in your system, and you're barefoot, and you're trying to go down in the dark. It, it brings us back to that, um, the point that you keep raising, Tim. That please do not underestimate any walk, yeah. any mountain, or even overestimate your capabilities. Yeah, exactly. Look, I mean, go go and have fun by all means. Go, go and enjoy the mountain. Go and enjoy the sunset. But do it responsibly. Make sure that you, you, you plan properly for it. Mm. Um, and I know sand parks don't allow people to have alcohol. They do confiscate it on the top if they find it. And Quite honestly, I have to agree with them because, you know, wh- wh- where do you draw the line? Yeah. You, you can't have maybe just one drink or you've got six beers in your backpack and um, there are three of you. I mean, we're just going to have two. Mm. That's two beers down. You're already at the limit of 
a male driving behind a steering wheel? How are you going to try and climb down Lion's Head? The difference in, in terms of um, going up and coming down safety-wise. So, yeah, safety-wise, you look, on any mountain, going up is always easier than coming down. When you're coming down, you're fighting gravity. Um, and like I was the other day, fighting gravity as well as being pushed by wind. I mean, there were a couple of times where we actually felt we were going to get blown off the edge. It was really, really bad. So going down is really, really tough on your legs. It's very, very hard on your legs. Um, you've got to be very, very careful. Um, it's where most injuries occur um, is coming down, not going up. Mm-hmm. People, people, you know, you're tired. You've, you've already, Plata Club, the other day when I went to a rescue at Plata Club, I saw three people having to be helped down. And that wasn't even part of our, our yeah. situation. That was just people that had gone up and had come down and were just absolutely finished. Um, because they, un- they were unprepared and they underestimated mm. how tough Plutter Clip can actually be. We're hiking with Tim Lundy. What is your lion's head experience? Good, bad, scary? O two one four four six O five six seven. Uh you can SMS three one five six seven. Send us a WhatsApp, whether it's a text or voice note, O seven two five six seven one five six seven. Fourteen minutes to ten. At eleven minutes to ten, we are hiking with Tim Lundy. It is a Thursday. We're talking Lion's Head and Signal Hill. And mm. the question is, um, you know, what is your Lion's Head experience? Warren in Brackenfell. Hi Warren. Hi, Cricket. Um my first time calls, so I'm rather nervous. Oh, uh, it's all good, brother. It's all good. We family here. Go yeah. ahead. Um, yeah, so I moved uh, from Joburg uh, about three years ago, and a mate of mine who has been living here for a while uh, said, let's go do the lion's head thing. And um, I thought, well, it would rather just be a hike up a hill. And I took, uh, I think it was six um, uh, black labels along, mm. and no water. And this was December, and the sun was, mm. you know, beating down at uh, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And we walked up, we had a few beers along the way, and I looked down, I saw the Clifton Beach people, I felt so envious. And, um, yeah, I, I did not make it halfway up, and um, I had to walk down. I did not have my wallet, so I had to borrow money from people I didn't know to buy water from the people in the huts and um, yeah it, it was terrible so uh, with regards to dehydration with alcohol it's a no-no yeah <laughs> yeah definitely really, really because, because Tim that's that it's not it is not a party it's not like Warren and his friends it's not a party with drinks beers let's go up the hill no exactly yeah. I mean it's it's uh, the one thing that I that I have written down here is one of the essential things you've got to take up Lion's Head, or whether you're on Signal Hill or Plata Club, for that matter, is water, water, water. Yeah. Because yeah, there's none up there. There's no rivers or anything on Lion's Head, so you can't yeah can't get it off the mountain. It, it's you can only get it down at the bottom, and I think the guy at the bottom probably makes quite a bit of money because people come down after having a couple of beers and stuff like that, and are thirsty as anything. Yeah. But Warren, yeah. your friends, you know, and then this is where we need to just deal with our friends because. You're, you're oak, you're new in town, let's go up the mountain. 
how were they not prepared or were they just is this what they do that you are not able to keep up with how wrong they go up line said or do they also not know what they're doing no i think my friend also did not know um it was a novelty experience for uh, i think for the two of us i suppose so you didn't make it did he make it no he did he said he will go uh, a bit more onwards and he found me downwards as well was very very dehydrated um yeah no it was it wasn't fun yeah Uh, now we laugh about it but no it wasn't fun at the time have you gone back to do it properly no i really should you got trauma you got trauma (laughs) (laughs) i tell you what if you do do it again don't do it uh, late afternoon anywhere from sort of 11 o'clock through to four o'clock um, especially in summer, because those are the hours where it gets really, really hot um, and where we get a lot of calls where people are dehydrated or have injured themselves because your body is craving that water and you're not, you're not getting it. So mm. you, you're going to get fatigued very, very quickly. Yeah, no, it, it, it was terrible, but um, I'll, I'll do it the proper way then. Uh, thanks. Uh, All right. The- thanks for the call, brother. Um, Warren in Brackenfell there. Tim, on mm. a very serious note, the dangers of dehydration and and the, the 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 connection between alcohol consumption and dehydration yeah while you're walking um to, yeah I, I i don't generally you don't find people that have been drinking and go hiking the two just don't mix hmm. um as warren has discovered um yeah, you, we really don't see, thankfully, a lot. Not like the beaches where, where people do have lots of alcohol and then decide to go for a swim and end up drowning. Mm. Um, thankfully, on the mountains, it doesn't seem to happen nearly as much. I mean, I, I can't recall ever going to a call where somebody was dehydrated because of alcohol consumption. We talk about, or you mentioned earlier, that <laughs> some bright sparks go up, um, Lion's Head, barefoot but there's also just generally besides lion head the the need to have a conversation about the type of footwear, footwear. yeah right? because look, all stars yeah can be a problem yeah 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 look i mean footwear is definitely and lion's head definitely is one of those routes that you want to have decent grip mm. um a classic place where even with my boots which are merrells and they've got fantastic grip um, is under the pine trees because it is such a busy route um, or busy path on the roots have, the, the roots have completely it's like sandpaper so they've people walking over them have rubbed them so smooth that they are slippery to the touch wow so when, whenever i take people up there I always just say to them when you're stepping on this just make sure that your foot is not on exactly on a route because you're going to slip off it mm. Every time, it's um, yeah. The, the, there are a lot of places on that. Even the the, the, the ladders, which are metal rungs, um, when they get wet, they become very very slippery. Snake season has started. Oh, it has. It yes, has. It has. Um, where are we now? We are Sunday. So last week, I saw the biggest cap cobra I've ever seen. Um, which I squealed like a little girl when I saw it. But of course. Because it gave me a huge fright. It was very, very close to me. 
Um, luckily, it didn't rear up, but it it slithered off. Um, and when I say big, we were on a on a jeep track. When its head left the side of the jeep track, its tail hadn't come onto the jeep track yet. It was huge. What? Yeah. So when the head left, left on the other the side jeep of the track, road, yeah, that its tail was still coming onto the road. So you got to know when. when you, it's the first time we're talking life. about over like three, four meters. Yeah. When when um. That's the first time in my life I've ever had a snake look me in the eye. <laughs> um, and it was terrifying because it kind of gave me that look of, you just go your way, I'll go my way. Yeah. And I totally agreed. I <laughs> just let it go. Um, and I kept on thinking to myself, I'll get my camera out. And I was like, actually, no, just let it go. Let it, let it be on its way. I'm not going to about to chase it into the bush. So snake season, what do we need to be mindful of? What is the best approach or not? Just, yeah, um, the other day when we were walking, I saw Scarp Stierker, um And when we did the adventure walk, I saw another, uh, the chap in front of me saw Scarp Stierker. Um They're mildly venomous. Um, these ones were luckily quite small. It's my first Scarp Stierkers that I've ever seen. Um, so two in one week is quite, quite unusual. Um, but yeah, pretty much every day at the moment that I'm on the mountain, I'm seeing them. I think the fire has definitely got a part to play. Because it does chase them off the mountain into other areas, so that mm. you sort of populate other areas. Mm. But again, yeah, if you, you, what I just said to people, if you do come across a snake, stop, try and back away as, as carefully as possible. Um, rather let the snake make the decision for you. Don't, don't make any sudden movements that are going to f- um, make it try and think that you're attacking it and, and then it's going to attack back. All right. I've got two quick questions that I need to ask via the SMS line. When was your guest? Uh, when, okay. Um, Slang Oli Ravine? Slang Oli Ravine. Slang Oli Ravine. When, when were you last there? Slang Oli Ravine, I was at the top of it a couple of weeks back. Um, but that was before the fires. Which is so where? I think the where question, is Slang Oli? So Slang Oli is where the pipe track goes into the mountain. Um, so you've got Castellsport, then you've got Woody Ravine, ah, okay. and then you've got Slung Oily Ravine. Another question quickly, filled It says, um, does Tim know of the dam and tunnel in Devil's Peak side of the mountain? There's even fish in the dam. Devil's Peak side of the mountain? Yeah. Um, a dam on Devil's Peak? No, there's no dam, dam on Devil's Peak. Um, the only dams that are on the back table um, are the five... Um, the five dams that we've got. All right. Um, you've got 30 seconds to uh, tell me about this um, tonight's safety tip. Yeah. So tonight's safety tip, um, if I could just get. Yeah. With 30 <laughs> seconds that you have left, Tim Lundy. <laughs> while, he gets always, it to, while he gets it together. <laughs> always tell Kate, somebody where you're going. Always says, tell somebody where you're going. Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy on um, Facebook, there is Hiking Cape Town on Twitter, capetownhiking.co.za. And YouTube is now Cape Town Hiking. YouTube? YouTube as well. Ah, yeah. uh, you've graduated. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Next thing is going to be Instagram. <laughs> Tim Landy, thank you very much. Always appreciated, my brother. Cheers, man. Thanks very much. Hiking with Tim Landy. We do it every Thursday. And again, Cape Town Hiking um, with Tim Landy on Facebook. There is uh, Hiking Cape Town on um, Twitter and CapeTownHiking.co.za, and now he's got a new YouTube channel. Hey, what are you? Not-
know. Next thing you know, we're going to be bringing in cameras. We're going to be recording this conversation. <laughs> They're going to see some of the funny looks I give Tim. And then what? Then we're exposed, Tim. Then we're exposed. <laughs> <laughs> About to go into the last hour of the show. Um, we'll open up the lines. What is on your mind? 021 446 SMS 31567.